We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 2021 Week 14 updated injury report, rankings, full DraftKings ownership, plus the fantasy props that you want to play on prize picks this week. I completely apologize for the lack of quality of the show. As many people know, I am on the road this week, and when I opened up my suitcase, a lot of my stuff was damaged. So this is what we're getting this week. No video uh, for the YouTube viewers. I completely apologize for that. But hey, we're still doing fine. Smash the like button for the video. Uh, Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. And if you're looking for the full cheat sheet when you don't want to listen to me talk about any of this stuff, the updated newsletter report is available in the description Right now, I suggest you go check that out. That will be updated again on Sunday morning and after inactives are released on Sunday morning to make sure that you know every single injury that is happening. The rankings are updated as well. Those are down in the description. Plus, the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League is almost full. That link is down there as well. There's around 250 spots left right now, so go fill it up before Sunday comes. Oh, and RunTheSims.com has a promo right now, 100 bucks for the rest of the year. But if you use RunTheSims.com slash Mayo, you get another 10% off. And in a really mysterious week like this where we don't know exactly where the chalk is going to gravitate on DraftKings, you probably want to use an optimizer. I'm not going to lie to you. So let the computer make your decisions for you. Let's start with the fantasy props of the week on prizepicks.com. As I tell you every week, and some people still haven't done this yet, which absolutely blows my mind, go to prizepicks.com, use code MMN at deposit. You get a match deposit of up to 100 bucks. But really, what you want to do is play in the Mayo Media Network Props Contest. Anyone can play in it, whether you have an account or if you have an account already, or you're a new player, but it's $7.11, and you get 10 times your money if you get all five of your picks correct, plus you get a bonus $50. Nowhere else, really, are you going to find 17 times your money for a $7.11 wager, so prizepicks.com, code MMN. Uh, here are the two that I'm going with. I'm going with a two-play. I won't reveal. I mean, I'm playing in the props contest, so... I don't want to give away my entire hand, although I have yet to go 5 of 5 because I'm awful at this. The 2 of 2s have been working pretty well. The two that I am going with this week 
is Justin Fields, who's returning and starting for the Bears on Sunday Night Football, over 29-and-a-half rushing yards. Fields crushed this number in four straight starts and was well on his way against the Ravens because he had four rushes for 23 yards before he ended up getting injured. They have depressed this number. It's usually in like the high 30s. Now it's in the high 20s. If you go on DraftKings Sportsbook, this rushing yard prop is already four yards higher. I'm guessing it's going to get even higher than that as we go along and closer to Sunday Night Football. So you can get over 29 and a half right now. I really like that. Just pray for health from Justin Fields, and he should really glide to this number, no matter what the conditions are uh, in the Sunday Night Football game. And then there's London for net 32 and a half receiving yards on prize picks right now he's gone over the number three of the past four games in the game that he didn't that game against indianapolis when he scored the four rushing touchdowns he had seven catches on eight targets in that game and somehow didn't get over 32 and a half receiving yards that really seems like an aberration if you're going to have seven catches in a game and the bills are kind of primed to be taken advantage of by leonard fournette out of the backfield with tom brady solely because they can generate pressure with four rushers i've Generally, the teams that give Tom Brady a lot of problems, but that just means he's going to get the ball out as quickly as possible, and it's going to be Leonard Fournette on the field most of the time over Ronald Jones and Gio Bernard because of the pass blocking and the receiving prowess that he brings to the table. Plus, Tampa already throws more than any other team in football per averages per play, so against the Bills, you would think they would do that even more in what really looks like it's going to be a boat race. So Leonard Fournette over 32 and a half receiving yards. Now we're into the injuries for the week, and it's not great out there. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. So here's who we have out right now. Tevin Coleman is out with a concussion. Travis Homer and Adrian Peterson are both out in the Seahawks' backfield. Daryl Henderson, as it turns out on Saturday, popped up on the COVID list. He is likely out for Monday. That means Sony Michelle has just skyrocketed into the top 10 of running back rankings. Now, there is a possibility that Sony Michelle will be deemed a close contact, but I believe because he is vaccinated... He is not at risk unless he tests positive. Keep an eye out on that because that is Monday Night Football. But Sony Michelle is shaping up to be an excellent play with no other competition in the Rams' backfield against one of the worst rush defenses in all of football. Jamal Williams was placed on the COVID list. He is out for the Detroit Lions. DeAndre Swift is also out. More on that in a second. Elijah Mitchell is out for the 49ers. Mark Ingram is out for the Saints. Mike Boone has been placed on the COVID list. He is out for the Broncos, but Melvin Gordon appears like he is likely to return to that backfield. Tony Pollard is questionable against the football team, but he's trending towards being out. He didn't practice all week. Now, we're going to know this very early on Sunday, which is great news, but I have taken him out of my week 14 rankings. Once again, you can find all the hot links down in the description or on DKNation.com and elevated Ezekiel Elliott in the rankings. We may get some Corey Clement in that game if Pollard is going to be up, but I would expect to see a heavy dose of Ezekiel Elliott. The one that's really hard to wrap your mind around is Chase Edmonds because Arizona has said they're going to wait until Monday to decide his status, and this really impacts. It's not that you were going to use Chase Edmonds in his first game back against Rams. I suppose you could if you wanted to, but you probably weren't going to do that anyway. But it really impacts James Conner. Uh, and if you were relying on James Conner, we may now get into a situation where it's back to a 50-50, 60-40 type backfield. He'd probably be on a pitch count, I'm guessing. I don't think that he ends up playing, but I'm wrong all the time. Like my fantastic take of Madison over Cook on Thursday night. Yeah, that wasn't right. That was a bad idea. 
I benched Alvin Cook in a league I needed to win because I am an absolute goober, a jamoke if you will, if you're from this tri-state area. But it's going to be tough to hold out hope for Edmonds. I've bumped down Connor in the rankings to number 17, sorry, number 16 at running back. Be, just be in the off chance now. He was already in the top 10 when it looked like Edmonds was going to be out. Now with the chance of him coming back, I had to bump down Connor because you're not going to have the luxury of knowing whether or not Edmonds is out before you have to make some of these start-sit decisions. That's the reasoning behind James Connor. Dumped down into running back two territory instead of running back one territory. As mentioned, Melvin Gordon is likely in, David Montgomery, Joe Mixon, and David Johnson all likely in as well. J.D. McKissick for the Washington football team is going to be a game-time decision against the Dallas Cowboys. So let's circle back and try to figure out what is going on with some of these different situations. Ty Johnson seems to be the biggest benefactor here with Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman out. Austin Walter, I think that's that dude's name that we saw like two weeks ago. I mean, it's the Jets' backfield. You probably don't want a ton of them. Yeah, Austin Walter, sorry. The one who stole the touchdowns. Maybe he gets extended run, but it does look like Ty Johnson is going to be the lead back in the backfield. I have him at number 22 in the running back rankings. That's one spot behind Kareem Hunt and one spot ahead of A.J. Dillon because I have taken Tony Pollard out of the rankings uh, as it stands right now. Now, he could end up being back in the rankings. You know how all this works because I do the updates so frequently on Sunday that you can just kind of check that out. Problem is, even if Ty Johnson ends up with 70% of the workload out of the backfield, he may get his touchdowns vultured by Walter, for one thing, and it's just really tough to run on the Saints defense, who is looking healthier and healthier by the moment. Additionally, I would think that this is going to be a very, very fast game. Probably when you tune into the one o'clock slate, this will be the first one that is over because you have Taysom Hill starting at quarterback for the Saints. He's going to run a ton. Elvin Kamara, who is now up into the top 10 at running back for me, number seven uh, with Mark Ingram out. Um, so they're just going to run the entire time against the Jets offense, which you can really run all over. It's not like Zach Wilson's any good, so they're going to try to run the ball as much as possible on them. So it's just a very slow-moving game. And the big issue for Ty Johnson, so much of his value was derived from catching passes out of the backfield, and Zach Wilson just sucks at throwing to his running backs. It's not that the offensive philosophy is different with Zach Wilson. They just know his strengths and weaknesses. And he has a lot of weaknesses, but the biggest one really does seem to be besides you know, being terrible and throwing interceptions is throwing to his running backs. He just bullets it at them in like 300 miles per hour and they can't catch them. Where Mike White and Joe Flacco, you know, they were leading them and allowing them to be used as a safety valve. So I do think that he gets a lot of run, a lot of volume. I just don't know how good the volume is going to be. So that becomes really difficult. So he's at number 21 in the rankings. Sorry, not 22, number 21. He's also $4,400 on DraftKings. Now you have the rest of the cheap running backs. I have Jamichael Hasty at number 23 with Elijah Mitchell out. Jeff Wilson is going to play as well. He's at number 31. I could see this being more of a split, although we haven't seen that much out of the Shanahan offense so far this year in San Francisco. So with Jamichael Hasty, I would expect him to be the receiving back if they do decide to throw to their running backs. And probably the leading rusher as Jeff Wilson has faltered in that role already this season. The big issue becomes we've seen Jeff Wilson just vulture touchdowns in the past where it's a situation with Hasty could end up going like 15 for 80 and 4 for 32 out of the backfield, which is fine, and score zero touchdowns, and Jeff Wilson scores three on three carries or something stupid like that. So that's not what I'm looking forward to. I hope that's not the case. I hope that Jamichael Hasty ends up becoming the better play, but that's where I'm at with those two. Jamar Jefferson, with both Lions backs being out, I have at number 24 
in the rankings. I have him, and I promised myself I was going to go learn how to properly pronounce this guy's last name, but I didn't because, you know, I was just so flustered that all my equipment was broken. But Godwin Igwebuke. I'm really bad with Nigerian last names, by the way. Uh, so I have Jamar Jefferson at number 24. <laughs> My guy Godwin at number 33. I think this could be a split backfield. Godwin has been used a lot in the receiving game. I do think that the Lions will try to establish the run as much as possible, and that will likely be with Jamar Jefferson. He's probably more likely to score a rushing touchdown if they get that opportunity against this Denver defense. It's a tougher matchup, but not as tough as one may think. Also, TJ Hawkinson's probably not going to play in this game, and he is one of the premier run-blocking tight ends in all of football, so that really damages them a little bit. But we're just trying to mine volume here and with so many injuries like 24 in the ranking sounds pretty good is not this week because you have like Matt Breda at number 28 Chuba Hubbard at number 26 Rex Sex Rex Burkhead at number 35 so it's not a great situation hopefully uh, you have good running backs on your theme because the guys you have to pick up are an absolute crapshoot probably two of the six of them are going to be fine You're just trying to figure out which one they are uh, that's a uh, bit more of a a situation as we go forward. There are three other injuries that you should really be paying attention to right now because it involves the Jets, which is a really good thing. As of Saturday, Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed were both placed on the COVID list. Gaskin earlier in the week, Salvin Ahmed on Saturday as a close contact. Now, Philip Lindsay, because he had the ankle injury, was off and not in the running back room, presumably, at least so far according to reports, meaning he is not on the COVID list, but he had missed the week previous before the bye with an ankle injury. So unless Gaskin and Ahmed can clear COVID protocol, and because Patrick Laird was just placed on injured reserve, Philip Lindsay may actually be the only hell, I guess Duke Johnson would be there too, but he would be the primary ball handler against the Jets in week 15. So if you're trying to get ahead of the game, you can go pick up Philip Lindsay right now for free because that team is on buy uh, or just you know put, spend $0 on waivers to go pick them up on Sunday morning if you need a running back for the first round of the fantasy playoffs. It's these little edges that may not end up working out for you, but by the time Tuesday comes along and people realize what's actually going on here, if those guys are still on the COVID list, He's going to be the highest-priced fab running back there is. You can go get him right now for no cost if you want to, and he has what is the premium matchup of Week 15. Uh, Like I said, those guys might end up becoming back, and Lindsey is absolutely useless, and Lindsey could still be hurt coming off the bye, too. But right now, he is trending to be the only one starting in that Dolphins backfield. Could see like a 75-80% share of the snaps at running back. I mean, it's pretty good. You can backdoor your way into a lot of points when you're on the field that often against the New York Jets. Elijah Moore at receiver has been placed on injured reserve. He is out. I've bumped up Jamison Crowder because the slot guy is who you want against the New Orleans Saints, not Marshawn Lattimore, who's now likely to cover either Mims or Keelan Cole. I like Keelan Cole a little bit better than Mims, but I don't love him. Keenan Allen out for the Los Angeles Chargers. He's on the COVID list. Mike Williams is likely to be in as he has tested negative all week and now shaping up to be one of the most popular DraftKings plays. So in the Chargers receiving core, uh, they just upgraded a guy named Jason Moore, who I had never heard of before from the practice squad. But the way that it looks to me is you want to play Mike Williams. Guyton, you can take a flyer on. I'm not really digging Josh Palmer. I don't really know how that's going to work out. But realistically, if you want to stack these guys on DraftKings or just play them, it's Herbert Eckler and Mike Williams because everyone else, Cook, Parham, 
Steven Anderson, doesn't matter. They're all an absolute crapshoot. You don't know where the ball is going outside of all of those guys. Mike Williams and Eckler excelled mightily last season when Keenan Allen was out with Justin Herbert, so that's the way that I would be looking at again. Giants receiving core, Kadarius Toney is officially out. It looks like both Kenny Galladay with his ribs problem and Sterling Shepard are both going to play, and Mike Glennon now looks like he's going to play against the Los Angeles Chargers in this game, so I like Sterling Shepard the best. Galladay, I mean not Galladay, Galladay was being forced the ball from Glennon before he left with an injury a week ago against the Dolphins, so he could be a pretty sneaky play as well. Marquise Goodwin likely out for the Bears. Allen Robinson likely in for the Bears. First time in a while, not that you want to play Allen Robinson because he's been trash, but, you know, he's an option at least as he's going to be on the field for the first time since week nine. T. Higgins likely in. The biggest one for me is Debo Samuel. Uh, I had to put him in the rankings in the mid-20s because he's like a legit game-time decision right now. I'm guessing he's not going to play, but like I said, I've been wrong on all this crap before. I have a number 23 in the rankings. That is one spot ahead of Jamison Crowder, one spot behind Julio Jones, who is returning against Jacksonville. I would have Debo higher in the rankings if this was a 1 p.m. game, but it is not a 1 p.m. game. It is a 4 p.m. game, so you're going to have to make a lot of decisions before knowing what his status is going to be. Now, he is a big enough talent, even if he is on a... Even if he is limited, they're probably still going to use him out of the backfield. He would actually kind of crush Jermichael Hasty a little bit because, you know, he would be getting carries out of the backfield. He's apt to score a rushing touchdown and just take away from everyone else. So you'll want to play him if he plays. The issue is you just don't know if he is going to play or not. So there are a few safer options on the board. You can check out the rankings to find all of those. Uh, but that's sort of the situation right now with Debo Samuel. Brennan Cooks is questionable with a back injury. He is likely to play Cedric Wilson. No one really cares about him with all of the Dallas receivers being back, uh, but he is likely to play as well, but you know, it's not that big of a deal. Deontay Harris is out three games for the New Orleans Saints because of a DUI. No Calvin Ridley. Corey Davis out for the season. A.J. Brown still on injured reserve. Randall Cobb had abdominal surgery. He's been placed on injured reserve as well. And then you have Antonio Brown. He's out till Boxing Day, December 26, because of his fake vax. Good for him. Good for you, Antonio Brown. Smart move there. Pay your chef next time, pal. At quarterback, Mike Glennon is likely to start. Tyrod Taylor out. Davis Mills likely is going to start for the Houston Texans. Taysom Hill is going to start for the Saints. Justin Fields starting for the Chicago Bears. Uh, J1 Hurts will keep an eye on him coming out of the bye for the Philadelphia Eagles and see where he is at. At tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones is in for the Washington football team. No Logan Thomas. He's out for the season. We know how much that the Washington football team utilizes their tight ends. Uh, He's a nice, like, prop over type play in this game. I would expect him to see the third most targets on the Washington football team behind Scorin, Terry, McLaurin, and Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. Two tight ends for the Cleveland Browns are out. Harrison Bryant and David Njoku both out for this game. That leaves Austin Hooper on the field. Not that I love Austin Hooper, but that's bad for the blocking prowess uh, in the backfield here. We know that the Ravens are going to load up to stop the run from the Browns, and you miss two big bodies. 13 personnel, the three tight end sets are where the Browns have been the most effective all season long. And they're not going to have that luxury this week. TJ Hawkinson is trending towards being out. I've taken him out of the rankings. Brock Wright presumably will now become... I don't want to say he's the play, but he's probably going to be the tight end one on the lines. He scored a touchdown last week. I have him number 19 in the rankings. That's like a spot ahead of Cameron Brayton, Jimmy Graham, a spot behind... 
the Irish assassin James O'Shaughnessy, who's going to be like pretty popular on DraftKings, which kind of blows my mind. He's not the type of guy I like to play on DraftKings. I don't really feel like he has much upside because uh, he just so rarely scores touchdowns. Darren Waller is out for the Raiders. I'm firing up Foster Moreau, the island of Foster Moreau. Once again, Ryan Griffin likely out for the Jets. In terms of DraftKings ownership this week, I have some plays up on the newsletter. Once again, subscriber, just check it out in the description, completely free to use. And ownership is tough this week because of these low-priced running backs. I don't know who anyone is going towards. I would assume it would be Ty Johnson because his role is clearly the most defined of all of the cheaper options, but he's most expensive of the cheap guys. He's $4,400. So if you have Godwin or Jamar Jefferson or Jeff Wilson or Jamichael Hasty, whatever guy, Austin Walter, whichever one you want, it's hard to predict their situations. The San Francisco guys are in the best spots in terms of matchup and game flow as favorites in Cincinnati in that game. But if Debo Samuel is active, they're probably not going to be very good. No one wants to use Ty Johnson because it's against the Saints, and that's just a horrible matchup for running back. So it's a really difficult situation. So I don't think that any of those guys are going to be overly chalky. Um, probably none above 5% or so. At running back, the four that I have kind of locked in as the highest own, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Elvin Kamara, and Antonio Gibson. The guys in the 7K range are probably the ones that you want to pivot to. Leonard Fournette, Cordero Patterson, like those type of guys are really coming in you know, at half the ownership to a fourth of the ownership of this group of four. And that's just a great pivot this week. Plus, it saves you money off Eckler and Kamara, too. I think they're fine plays, obviously. Uh, even Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, now, if Tony Pollard is going to be out, I mean, that could be touchdown city there. I actually like Dak as a stack with CD and maybe even Cooper in that matchup and bring it back with Gibson or bring it back with McLaurin or even just overload on that game. I know it's going to be cold, but it just doesn't seem like people want to take the periphery pieces outside of Antonio Gibson in that game. So it's a really nice spot to overload and stack with, you know, one really good offense and a pass defense, which is god awful on Washington. They just haven't played anyone who's been able to take advantage of it recently. Uh, again, just I would recommend going to runthesims.com, checking out the customizations of the projections and running the optimizer. I really do think this is a week where you want the computer to help you out with your lineup decisions. Uh, runthesims.com slash mayo will get you 10% off, and it's only 100 bucks the rest of the year, so 90 bucks for the rest of the year through the Super Bowl uh, in terms of using all of the tools. It's more than an optimizer. It's custom projections, player prop tools, everything that's up there. Highly recommend it. Runthesims.com slash mayo. Four top wide receivers I see. Mike Williams, Tyreek Hill, Hunter Renfro, and Stephen Diggs. At quarterback, Taysom Hill, Tom Brady, and Josh Allen, I believe are going to be the big three. Taysom Hill, no one's really stacking him. It's like Cam Newton's probably going to be pretty popular as well. I doubt many people are going to stack him with DJ Moore. It's more of like a solo and let's get out of here type of play. At tight end, Kelsey and Gronk, you're one and two. I, I like going back to Foster Moreau at $4,000. Joe Chalk a week ago, completely busted up in price, but in a better matchup against the Chiefs this time around. At defense, the Saints against the Jets. Yeah, that, that one's pretty obvious. The Panthers and Seahawks. I wrote up a bunch of cheap defenses you could potentially use this week on DraftKings in the uh, newsletter this week. And just kind of go over those. It really doesn't matter how good or bad a defense is. What we're just looking for is pressure rate. Uh, against an opposing team. The, the Jets and Texans actually do get a ton of pressure. The problem is Seattle and New Orleans are just going to run as much as possible. Washington is the one to look at, although Dallas's offensive line is back to full health right now. So that leaves three defenses that could be generating a ton of pressure um, and do pretty 
good against, like, it's tough. Like, it's the Giants, the Lions, and the Jags. You can pick your poison. They're all cheap. They save you a bunch of money with so many chalky expenses or just expensive options that you want to go to. I know it sucks clicking yes to these guys in your DraftKings roster, but they do generate enough pressure where they could be viable and face enough pass attempts to really make it matter. The Jags especially. If they can keep that game somewhat competitive and keep Ryan Tannehill throwing, like, I like Julio in his return. I like Tannehill. But their offensive line, pass-blocking-wise, is horrendous. And we've seen them get lit up by Houston in the past. Why not Jacksonville? It's just, if they jump out to a 10 nothing lead, they're going to run the ball 500 times. So it's not going to make that big of a difference because the Jags won't have the ability to get pressure when they're running the ball. But if they can keep them passing just a little bit, the Jags D, could be really good in this spot that'll do it for me on the show good luck in week 14 once again apologies for the audio quality and no visuals this week Uh, i guess maybe i'm sparing you the the unfortunate circumstance of looking at my ugly mug for 25 minutes but hey here we are it's not that bad so run the sims.com slash mayo prizepicks.com code mmn and get in on the mmn prize picks props pool by playing a five pick play with a $7.11 entry to capitalize on that $50 bonus and get 17 times your money. Smash the like on the way out, and all the info that you need is down in that description with hyperlinks. The newsletter, the ranks, and the listeners league. Go click on all of them, and thank you very much. I will see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.